You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? Welcome back, everyone, to the Buff Hubby Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and I'm super excited about today's podcast because today we're going to watch the Buffalo Bills clinch the AFC East title. I'm calling it. I believe it. And yes, there are some people out there who are going to say we we just don't match up well against them, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have some points. I have some things I want to get into as to what the Bills are going to do to get the victory, but more importantly, to shine once again on the national stage. The fact is, we have to understand that the Bills are not 10-3 by mistake, right? If if we were to go into last season, I think it would be a lot easier for anyone to, you know, just make an assumption that the Buffalo Bills will not be able to, you know, capitalize when it matters, whatever have you. There were plenty of games this year where everyone was expecting the Bills to choke, where everyone was expecting for the Bills to get, to take their foot off the gas pedal, just, just to put it frankly. Um, And what we're noticing is a very well coached Buffalo Bills team. And I think when you look at a team like the Denver Broncos, yes, everyone wants to talk about, well, they didn't start the year with Von Miller or whatever have you. I understand. But the fact of the matter is they have Drew Locke, who, in my opinion, just doesn't have the pepper in his arm to win against the Buffalo Bills secondary. I'm just going to call it like I see it. Yes, he has the deep pass, but you know I just don't believe that the way we're going to match up against them is going to be favorable for Drew Locke's game. So obviously everyone knows that the Buffalo Bills are one of the most frequently blitzing teams, right, on defense. And I'm looking at just stats from November, and Drew Locke was right around 30%, 30 to 31%, you know, against the pressure in his completion percentage. And that's a big deal. You know, you look at what are the changes that you want to see in your young QB that you want to build around, and it's how he handles, you know, cover zero. And, you know, when everyone decides to pressure, when everyone tries to drop back and you don't know which way they're going, um, you know, that was something that we saw Josh Allen struggle with tremendously. Uh, obviously, when you get a guy like Stefan Diggs, it starts to really help out with that. Um, you would think that with the acquisitions they have, you know, in Denver, it would kind of alleviate some pressure. And you did see some bright spots with, you know, uh, their big receivers on the outside. And, you know, you got uh, Jerry Judy being able to, you know, get some separation. But, you know, 
what I have noticed time and time again is when the pressure gets there, Drew Locke is not very effective. And one thing the Bills are doing right now, and you can quote me off of Sunny in Philadelphia because I love that show, you know, is they're peaking, right? <laughs> Talk about that scene with Dennis. Um, I've only begun to peak. Maybe I just misquoted it. I don't know. But, you know, I, I think about the Bills defense that way. And we're trending in, the, in a really awesome direction. I feel like way better than we were uh, last year. You know, we were fighting to go 10 and three, we go nine and four. And then, you know, the season just starts to take a turn for the worst. And, um, you know, it was very difficult, but one, one thing we noticed from Josh Allen and the offense is they made adjustments and they figured out how to alleviate that pressure. And you saw what, you know, Denver tried to do. Obviously they tried to, you know, sign some guys and you look at obviously getting the double-headed monster in the backfield with Melvin Gordon and, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay, which I'll be honest with you, I thought those two alone were going to carry this team to close to a 9-7 and seven season. I have a ton of respect for their game. If Phillip Lindsay was on the Buffalo Bills, I, I would be so ecstatic. Uh, even Melvin Gordon, uh, when all that buzz was happening, you know, and uh, I do back what Bruce, you know, uh, off of Buffalo Rumblings here, uh, has said before, you know, you don't pay running backs top dollar money. Uh, you know, it's just not realistic, you know, not everyone's Derrick Henry, right? And, um, you know, you're able to shuffle them in and out of the draft. So, you know, in regards to that position, you know, I, I, I do believe that, you know, you did, you take a risk and they took a risk taking Melvin Gordon and you're starting to see, you know, what the ramifications of that signing was. And you look at what we're going to be able to do against them. I look at it this way, you know, they have just as much offensive talent around Drew Locke, I believe, as Pittsburgh does. They have a better running game. So if you're telling me right off the bat that Denver has a better chance against the Bills and they're 4-8 and eight than the Pittsburgh Steelers had against the Bills and they were 11-1, and one, you've got to be joking. Let's put away all the fan politics, all the hate against analytic, you know, analysts and all that other bull, right? Fact of the matter is this. The Bills are 10 and 3 and damn right deserve to be 10 and 3. The Denver Broncos are 4 and 8. And it's a reflect it's reflective of their coaching. And you know, at some point you have to point out they don't play well against their division. They're, they get beat down by Kansas City, right? Then they get destroyed by the Raiders, right? 37 to 12 in November, and they barely beat the Chargers. So where does that put them? Well, I, I, just, don't, I just think they're not a great team, and I don't think they match up against the Buffalo Bills really well. It, it, it's going to literally take the Bills to beat themselves, and being forced into, you know, third and longs, stuff like that, for them to have a chance to really win in this game. So I'm thinking they're going to obviously try to get pressure. So what do the Bills need to do? You know, we're diving right into this, guys, and I just want to cut to the chase. You know, I'm, I'm excited about this game, and I, I just look at the momentum the Buffalo Bills are coming off of. Two wins on primetime, right? That's a big deal. 
and you have a chance to go 11-3 and and clinch the AFC East. Put that title, the crown, you know, that, 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 just put it behind you, take the monkey off your back, you did it. Now let's focus on how much of a higher seed we can get in the AFC playoffs, right? And how we're going to be able to match up going against whoever we're going to go against, right? And this game right here is going to be monumental and very key because it's a very good defense. It's a very good, um, very well coached defense. The way they blitz, the way they disguise, uh, very solid safety in Simmons. I have a ton of respect for him. And they're, they're, they're dealing with some injuries in their backfield as well. So, you know, the fact that they're doing what they're doing, I could imagine that their defense would be even better if they weren't so banged up, whatever have you. But, you know, I believe they're only playing with three cornerbacks at this point. But, you know, going into this game, and I look at what the Bills are going to be able to do and exploit, and it's going to be, in my opinion, another Stefan Diggs game. And another game where he's going to create a lot of opportunities for the rest of the offense. And yes, we're going to have to win in the trenches. I understand. But if we can win in the air early on, my key to victory is this. If you win in the air early on, they're going to have to figure out how to stop it. And then you'll be able to just use your running backs as your second weapon, right? Everyone's always talking about winning the trenches first and try to pass the ball. Well, what the Bills do the best is an air. We're an air raid offense. We need to focus on building upon that in this game. And if we need to go to the running game to establish some kind of offense, we do that. But I believe that our defense is going to be able to really lock down the Denver Broncos offense. And some people are saying, well, you got to look at their most recent AFC East win. And, you know, the Broncos took down the Dolphins. Well, let me be honest with you. I don't think Tua Tagovailoa is that great. I don't think he's as explosive as, you know, people think he is. Look, when Josh Allen first came into the league, he was more explosive than Tua Tagovailoa was with way less weapons than Tua has right now. So if you're going to tell me that they're going to put the same beating on the Bills as they did to the Dolphins, you've got to be kidding me. That game went down to the wire, number one. And number two, I just feel like at this point in the season, they're a team that may not have the motivation to go a full four quarters. If they do, I'll be very surprised, and I'll applaud them. But I am very confident about how the Bills are going to match up in this game and what's at stake. You know, they got a really uh, bad taste in their mouth coming out of the playoffs last year, and it woke the entire team up. It woke the entire organization up to realize that we can't we, we can't go every season 10 and 6, 9 and 7 and expect to do great in the playoffs. We can't. The expectation level will not be there. The players won't keep each other accountable. They will not believe that they are capable of doing great things. Look, the Giants were one of the few rare teams to have that tenacity and that drive in their players to just go 9 and 7, 10 and 6 and win <laughs> with Eli Manning, right? So, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills, the mentality with them, I believe, going into this season, and now you're at, we're at this point being able to get an AFC East title where they are not going to let up. They want to go into the playoffs at the least 
11 and 5. I, in fact, had them going into the playoffs at 11 and 5. Because I think Sean's probably going to let his foot off the gas a little bit if, you know, the injuries start to show up again and we're finally really healthy. Um, I'm really thankful. Uh, you know, obviously having Milano back in a primetime game really shows a lot. And people need to start noticing that and stop discounting his effort. Stop thinking that he is just some whatever player. Matt Milano is the Buffalo Bills defense right now. I'm going to say it like it is. The minute Matt Milano started getting pressure, started playing, you know, the way he used to play against Pittsburgh, he shut down their game plan. Everyone started to feed off his energy. That's what you want to see going into the playoffs. Do we have a player on defense? And I'm going to tell you right now, if we do not re-sign Matt Milano, the Bills' defense is going to be in big trouble. You're going to see tomorrow just how valuable Matt Milano truly is. I can't stress it enough. Now, I'm so sick and tired of, you know, everyone going in and out on Matt Milano. Look, I have been on the Matt Milano train since before the season started, and I am not going to let up. When he gets pressure and he starts playing well, Tremaine Edmonds starts playing well, the entire defense feeds off his energy because not only can he cover, but he can sack and put a beating on the quarterback. You saw that against San Fran, and you saw it against Big Ben Roethlisberger. So don't give me this bull that, you know, we can go into the playoffs and win without him, you know, down the line. I just do not see it. I do not see it. You want to you pick a little bit more at that? I'm going off a tangent here because I'm passionate about what he brings to the defense. If you look at that last play, one of the last plays in, into the Houston Texans game where, you, you know, it's, it's the game-winning drive for the Houstons. If Matt Milano doesn't pinball off of Deshaun Watson, Matt Milano takes us further into the playoffs. Call it what you want. And I believe this game is going to be a statement game for Matt Milano. It's going to be a statement game for the defense, and I think that our offense is going to be very efficient. Right now, the offense of the Denver Broncos is ranked at 29th. 29th. So, and their defense is ranked at 23rd. They have their moments, as every NFL team does. Obviously, besides a team like the Jets, where there's just a lot of dysfunction at all levels. But the matter of the fact is, you know, they're they're four and eight. They didn't win those four games, you know, by mistake. They beat Bill Belichick, they beat Brian Flores, and now they're gonna go against the Buffalo Bills at mile high. And everyone's thinking, well, because of the elevation, maybe the players aren't gonna play up to par, whatever have you, blah, blah, blah. Josh Allen is used to that elevation. He's used to it. He did it in Laramie. He's playing well in Buffalo. He plays really well on the road. He loves playing with the chip on his shoulder. So if you think that a guy like Josh Allen is going to go into Denver intimidated, you're wrong. The most intimidating game was last week. 
It was shaky. It was shaky at the beginning against the Steelers, and you know it just felt like a heavyweight fight. But guess what? We pulled out the win. Josh Allen put the team on his shoulders at times and willed us to win against the Pittsburgh Steelers and a very solid defense. Say what you want about the injuries, whatever have you, whatever. We didn't have John Brown. So I don't want to hear it that they didn't have their cornerback. I don't want to hear it. And we're not going to have John Brown against the Denver Broncos. So this is a game where I believe Brian Dable is going to have to figure out how to get Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis more involved. You want to see Stephon Diggs get his numbers. I respect that, and I understand that, and I believe he should when, you know, the offense is sputtering. But Cole Beasley is no scrub. Gabe Davis is pretty damn good. So what we're going to have to figure out is how to get them in open space, get them the ball more, and it's going to make the whole offense just flow more easier, especially when John Brown gets back. So, you know, there's really, for me, there's not really a lot to dig into on the Denver Broncos because I've seen their games. Look, I live on the West Coast, and I've seen how they played. And to be quite frank, I just do not believe that Drew Locke is the quarterback for the Denver Broncos' future. Just, I just don't believe he is. I think he's a great backup quarterback. I think that's his ceiling. Which I think is not a bad thing. You know, a little tangent here. I think backup quarterback job is a pretty good gig. <laughs> and, and when you get your chance to shine, you can score another job, uh, you know, starting. For crying out loud, look at what Marcus Mariota did. They lost, but he showed signs of he, he still has it. And, you know, look, I just, I've seen enough of Drew Locke to believe that with the weapons he has, the backfield he has, he is just not that dude. And, you know, can blame it on the starts, whatever. I understand you want to say this, you want to say that. But his intangibles just do not pop off the tape for me. I don't, I don't think that, you know, he's going to be able to, exploit the defense. And for him to say a quote like, well, if I got to throw it at Tredavious White, I got to throw it at Tredavious White. Good luck. Good luck. Especially with how the Bills defense has been as of late. Tredavious White wants that. Believe me. Throw it up. I triple, quadruple dog dare you. And you will lose 42 to 14. Score prediction? I'm going to just give it to you straight. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win 35 to 10. I think we're going to be efficient. I think they're going to have their moments. We're going to figure them out and we're going to dominate. The only way we don't dominate is if we let Josh Allen get smacked around. If we limit all that, we're fine. So offensive line just needs to show up, protect, Josh Allen, and I believe Josh Allen will be very efficient. Our wide receivers are playing phenomenal. And if you cover Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley's going to get open. And, you know, I, I'm looking at our running game. I think our running game is going to be efficient. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be a crazy game for them. I just think it's going to be a very efficient game. I think it's going to be a very solid win, similar to what you saw 
when the Bills just took control against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is solid. That front four is dominant. They make it look easy. And our offensive line did a phenomenal job adjusting. Doubled Hayward. And we won. That's it. We figured it out. So we're gonna have to, we're just going to have to figure out how to uh, exploit their weaknesses and take away their strengths. And that's how we're going to win. I'm confident going into this game, as you can tell. <laughs> and whatever you're doing, wherever you are, don't lose faith in the Buffalo Bills. Don't lose faith in what they have going. Even if they hit a roadblock before the playoffs come. I am not anticipating a very rough roadblock. I am just anticipating that it is the NFL. And <laughs> you can run into another game like, like the Arizona Cardinals. But in no way, shape, or form should you lose trust in what the Bills have built. You lose trust in the Bills when they don't follow through on their word of re-signing the players who matter. That's when you start to lose faith. And slowly but surely, you are seeing that they have been true to their word. Brandon Bean got his extension. Sean McDermott got his extension. You know, Tredavious White got re-signed. You know, we kept Jordan Poyer. We're trusting our young talent to, to just keep growing and get better. So, you know, I am excited, and this is a very strong, momentous game. So, I, I'm looking at what we can do and what we can take into the final stretch of this, uh, of this season, and I am saying to myself, the Bills, uh, look, my dad grew up watching the Buffalo Bills, and he told me, I think that this Buffalo Bills team, and I, I believe I'm, I was, this is what I was going to say, but I'm going to say what my dad said. <laughs> uh, you know, he grew up in Buffalo. You know, he saw the Bills go through their ups and downs before becoming dominant, and he said, this Buffalo Bills team is looking like it's going to be better. Better, he said, than the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. He was at those games. He saw Jim Kelly throw those passes. He saw Jim Kelly grow. He saw Jim Kelly take hits. He saw Daryl Talley. You know, he saw Bruce Smith. Walked by him in the mall several times and he towered over him. You know, he just tell me, tell me all these stories and just seeing, you know, it was a little bit irrelevant, but you know, I'm just saying he was, he was a pretty big dude. My dad's a pretty big dude too. So to say that, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills of the nineties had very intimidating players, right? Uh, Hall of Famers. But he's saying the way this team is playing, the way they're starting to form, is looking like they could possibly be better. And it starts with Josh Allen and ends with a very stout and strong defense to close out the games if need be. So, here we go, guys. I'm excited. Uh, this is this is a very very just huge game for Bills history. You know, we're playing it on a Saturday, <laughs> a very unlikely day. 
But let's go, Bills. Let's beat the Broncos. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's close out an AFC East title for the first time in 25 years. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.